Zibita's world. It's just like your world, except when it's not. Twenty-seven days. Hello. Hello. Well, hi there. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. Just finishing up some grocery shopping. Went through the paper goods and saw some china and thought, oh, I better check. Yeah, I cannot believe it. I mean, wow, that's been like not available anywhere. And then there you <laughs> are. You find it. Yes, yes, please grab them. What size? I'm sorry, okay, what just, shape size? Those big oval ones, like the trays. Oh, the platters. Yes, those are exactly yeah. what I need. Okay, two packages of thirty should be enough. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, perfect. That's what's in my cart. I will uh, check out one. Nice. Check that off the list. Check it off the Friendsgiving list. There's only mm-hmm. twenty-seven days until Friendsgiving. Oh my gosh, it's almost a Tana. I know. I know. There's so much to do. Very exciting. Well, you you take that whole week off or no? Yes, I am. I'm taking the whole week off. Although part of it, I might actually head out of town for a few days, but I'll have several. I'll have more than my usual time to get ready. Good. So Good. extra special, extra special Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yay! Yay! All right. Well, thank you for right. being on the lookout. Yeah, you bet. Uh, if you anything else, let me know. I'll talk to you soon. Right on. Cool. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. That was not a fake call. That was a real call. I had sat down to make my podcast today on October 18th, Sunday. And just as I was thinking, I had a list of things to talk about. Three different topics, one of which was Friendsgiving. And then as I sat down in the Zubita's World studio, which should go ding, but my phone. And it's a text message from one of my girlfriends, totally telling me she's got China plates in her cart as we speak. Let her know whether to buy them. So I was like, shit. That's one of the things I was totally going to tell people about this week. So I couldn't resist. She didn't even know at all that I was recording her. But here's the thing. She also doesn't listen to the podcast. So (laughs) joke's on her. Doesn't matter that she's on my podcast, whether she wanted to be or not. She'll never, ever know. Well, I mean, unless someone tells her. And there are people who listen to the podcast that know her, that would recognize the voice. Hmm, this plan is getting sketchier and sketchier, but screw it. I've already put it in, and I didn't identify her. In fact, I, you know, when I listened back to the conversation, it was funny. We never actually mentioned any names. Although, do you mention a name when you call somebody? Like, if you're calling your friend Jennifer, does she pick up the phone and say, hello? And you say, hello, Jennifer, how are you? And then they say, hello, whoever you are. I'm great. Thanks for calling. Like, isn't that like a Ken and Barbie or like, okay, because it's a two girls, not a boy and a girl, but like Barbie and a girlfriend? Doesn't that totally sound like a conversation? So sidebar, funny, interesting note here. So um, when I was in high school, um, we got a Commodore 64 in our house, which is a very big deal. And then there was this kid I went to school with who was like one of the super nerds of the school when we were like freshman year. And I think his name 
I don't know, actually know his name. I'll have to think about that. It may have been Kevin, but maybe not. But anyway, he was totally a geek, and he had a Commodore 64, but because he was, like, ahead of the curve in terms of geeks, like, he had just upgraded to I don't know what else that's totally obsolete and terrible technology now. But anyway, he had, like, all of these five-and-a-quarter big floppy disks, like, hundreds of games and shit. So, like, I totally, like, bought them. Like, my family bought them from him because he they weren't compatible with his new system. And so then my best friend, whose name was Chris, and I promptly, like, said, oh, my gosh. And we went and we played every single game. And one of the games that was on there that we would totally love to play was this ridiculous Barbie game in which basically Barbie would be at home. And, of course, it's bad graphics. And it'd be like, ding, and she'd pick up the phone and go, hello. And then uh, on the other end, you would hear, hi, Barbie, it's Ken. Do you want to go to... And then there would be, like, one of six possible destinations. Like, he would say, hi, Barbie, it's Ken. Would you like to go on a picnic? And she would say, sure, Ken, that sounds great. And then he would always say, okay, I'll pick you up in a couple of hours. Like, which is ridiculous because, like, who calls up somebody else and basically says, do you want to go on a date? Great. Well, I'm not going to ask when. I'm going to assume you're totally fucking free in two hours because why wouldn't you be sitting around waiting for me? I mean, what a douche Ken is. I mean, didn't we already kind of know that? But, I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, like, what a frat boy type of activity. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, what happened was is that the video game then, like, put you and you were Barbie in like a clothing store and it was a clothing store that sold like everything from swimsuits to prom dresses and uh mysteriously a one if there was one appropriate outfit for every one of the activities that you could get invited on and there was always a couple of things you picked the the, the clothes you picked the shoes you picked the hat or whatever was going on and so like if you were going to prom there was a prom dress there were like you know like I don't, you know, high heeled shoes uh, or something Barbie like appropriate. And I don't know, a tiara or something stupid. And, you know, if you were going to the pool, then there was a swimsuit and like Barbie had sunglasses and she had like flip flops. And so, but the funny part of it was, is that you could actually like, no, she's going to prom, but totally put her in a swimsuit. Ha ha. Because whatever it was that you went to, you would actually see her at the event wearing your outfit, which would make it funny. But she didn't go straight to the outfit because you'd pick the outfit and then she'd be back and you'd see Barbie in that outfit in her house. And then nine times out of ten, the phone would go, ring, and she would answer the phone and go, hello. And he and Ken would say, hi, Barbie, it's Ken. Plans have changed. And he would go, plans have changed? Are you kidding me? But then plans have changed. Would you like to go to, insert one of the activities, the prom? And she would go, sure, sounds great, Ken. And he would be like, great, I'll pick you up in an hour. So now, like, she had gone, like, he totally invited her to a picnic. And then she ran to the store because she felt the need to, like, desperately, I don't know, hates herself, so she needed his approval. So she totally went and bought a new outfit that you special picked out for. She came home, and then here, this dickhead like promptly calls her up and says plans have changed do you want to go to prom so i mean you know where we're going here we're going right back to the store but dear god what does he think she has a closet full of everything again this is like ridiculous land but we played the shit out of this game i i can't explain why but 
my point is, is that I'm going to connect this back to you because I bet you're wondering how in the hell we got on this tangent. Well, I'll tell you, it's because I said that the person who's in the podcast that doesn't know that they're in the podcast, that I said it doesn't matter because we didn't identify each other because we didn't call each other by our name on the phone call, which is that normal? And I said, it's normal if you're playing the Barbie and Ken game from 1986 on a Commodore 64. But the reality is, is the point was, is what we were truly talking about was China at plates because which brought us back to Friendsgiving, which by the way, bop, 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 episode 11, uh, or no, I'm sorry, season, why am I ever going to get that right? Season 11, episode three is called 27 Days. I said that right after the Zubitus World introduction music played. And now I've tied it all up in a bow for you. That's right. And so what you know about Friendsgiving to date is just that it's soon and uh, I'm using Chinette platters. That was quite the fun mental and verbal journey through an introduction for a podcast, don't you think? I don't know. What can I say? It's just one of those days, people. All right, that was marginally awkward how that little musical bridge and my voice over um, ended, primarily because I actually thought that the musical bridge was going to continue for another five or six or seven seconds, and then it ended all of a sudden. So, yeah, as I heard it fade out, I was kind of in a rush to not sound like a rush to wrap it up, but really I kind of extended just past the end of the bridge. Really... In hindsight, I mean, looking back on that just a few minutes ago, I mean, I should really just stop right now. I should delete that and redo it, which means I would redo the segment too, which means that this is like the fifth audio track of the podcast and I should delete it. Although I haven't named any of the tracks because I've gotten a little bit lazy on that one. I used to name them all individually and then make it easier to understand where I'm at, but I haven't done that. Because somehow, some way, I don't know why I need to. I mean, I got this new equipment and everything seems to be going fine. I mean, why do I get need to get down into the nitty gritty? But I digress. Where I was going with this is, is that I'm just far too lazy to go back and redo that. I think all of this is fine. Honestly, I think it's not a Zupidus World podcast unless I get lost down some rabbit hole and drag you to hell with me there. So, you know, you know what you're getting when you listen to it. And if you don't know, well, then I don't know. It's on you, dude. You should have figured it out by now. Ooh, unless this is your first podcast and then you wouldn't know to expect it. So I guess this is an introduction to the fact, although arguably my little ramble where I went off on a tangent to a tangent to a tangent, but verbally led you back to the beginning again in segment number one right after I introed it, that really probably was an example too. My point is, is that if... Uh, you don't need to be a mental giant to put together that this podcast is, you know, not always entirely directed in a way that I'm just saying that it's not like I'm sitting there and I've written out what I'm saying. It's obviously off the cuff because that's how Zubita works best. To tie things up in a bow, I will tell you that if you're dying to know a little bit more about Friendsgiving, I mean, we're going to talk more about it, but if you want to do some of your own research um, you can learn more than just I'm going to be using Chinette plates. Uh, Zubita's World actually has 
a Pinterest board. It is just like you think it is. It's just all crammed together, one word. There's no apostrophes. Z-U-B-I-D-A-S-W-O-R-L-D. Zubida's World. If you go to the Zubida's World board on Pinterest, actually I have many boards, one of which is a Friendsgiving 2020. I have completed what the menu is going to be. So if you want a sneak peek at what we're going to be eating, some of the things listed there are appetizers or things throughout the day. And then obviously the meal itself. And then just some, you know, decorations and some other things I'm thinking about and around. But yeah, so if you're really dying to know what's on the menu, the le menu, um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. But if you'd like to know what's on the menu, um, go to Pinterest, www.pinterest.com, and type in the search bar, Zubita's World, the Pinterest search bar. You know what I mean. Check it out, whatever. Enough about Friendsgiving. Um, let's move to another topic that I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to revisit back to Cowboy Romance. Yes, that's right, Cowboy Romance. Because I actually this morning wrote another couple chapters. Well, I actually reworked a chapter and then wrote, finished a chapter that I would barely started. I guess so maybe it's half of two chapters, so really one chapter. But I feel like I made some solid progress today is where I'm going with this. And um, I was doing a little research after it, and I found, oh, my God, Harlequin Romance, like, actually has, like, a little video you can watch if you're thinking about writing it. Check this out. A big part of Harlequin's business is what we call series romance. Every month, each Harlequin series line publishes a selection of stories. Historical oh, my God, I would love to have them pick me up as one of their series. Each series has specific authors. guidelines or a promise offered to readers. That way, a reader knows the general See, type of experience there is a formula. to expect from each wrong. book, though characters and storylines will be different. This video is awesome. core romance series lines. Each series publishes I've totally figured out, or I think I figured out which one on I want to do, just FYI. I mean, In addition, we'll see what you think. We'll see what a friend thinks about that. Karina Press publishes a wide variety of romance, including Karina Adores, the new LGBTQ plus contemporary romance line that launches in 2020. Here's what our Harlequin series look like. Let's play series romance. Oh my God, I want to play. All Harlequin series romances must have a happily ever after. True, true. The answer is true. true. This is a key promise Score. across all romance Ooh. series. But the happily ever after doesn't have to include marriage, although it might. Whatever means happy for your characters is key. Nice. All Harlequin series involve steamy sex. Ooh, 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 false, false, false. Some romances have multiple on, love I'm scenes. Fuego. Some close the bedroom door and don't depict the steamy stuff, and some don't go there at all. That was awesome. Um actually listened to it or watched it earlier but then i wanted you to like totally hear it too so for the record i got i was i was two for two the first time i took that harlequin quiz so i don't want you to think that like i totally fucked up and didn't answer the questions correctly when it was the first time i mean the first time i got it right i mean i knew what i was doing come on now i got this i got this um I mean, I don't know if that's the best option, but it sounds like they publish pretty prolifically. So, I mean, if I'm going bottom of the barrel, I think I should go, you know, well, I don't mean that. I'm not trying. I'm bottom. 
you know what? Let's just back up in case Harlequin ever listens to this podcast. I don't mean what I'm saying is all I'm saying. But I do. I did look up what the different guidelines were. So, like, hold on. I'm going to see if we can't find somebody who can, like, help me make sure I'm picking the right category. All right. Hold on one second. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? All right. All right. So I have something funny for you. I found. Okay. Evidently, okay. Harlequin Romance takes submissions without without agents, and oh, they actually uh, have categories. And they'll even tell you, like, here are the exact guidelines in terms of words and de- formula and description. Like this series oh, yeah. must have this formula. Awesome. So, like, I have to pick one. Uh, I mean, I think I already am in one, but, like, here, would you like to hear the categories? Yeah. I've There's the, oh, yeah. There's the Harlequin Historical, which is rich, richly textured, emotionally intense novels set across a wide range of historic periods. That's a favorite of mine. Ah, there's Harlequin Intrigue. Uh, which are uh, nail-biting thrillers that feature crime stories with complex plots that keep the reader guessing. Uh, And it has in it, the level of sensuality is low to moderate. However, Mm -hmm. the hero and heroine must share a palpable physical and Mm -hmm. emotional attraction. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I don't really think that's me. Uh, There's a medical romance, blah, blah, blah. Harlequin Presents... Um, these stories are all about passion and escape, glamorous international settings, captivating women, and the seductive, tempting men who want them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right? Like modern day international. I guess. I think I fall in the, I think my cowboy romance falls in the Harlequin special edition. 60,000 words. Tell me what you think. Harlequin Special Edition features contemporary, real-life characters and situations, men and women who are relatable with friends, family, and careers, and as they experience the twists and turns on the journey to true love. Oh. And it says even popular storylines include friends to lovers, city versus country, uh, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. We uh, like pets, uh, and of course, Western settings remain very popular. Of course. All right. Boom. Right there. I think it is. I, I, I think I, I, I think there yeah. is. That's where yeah. I'm living yeah. in that category right there. Yeah. I don't know. And did they tell you, like, is there a formula? So then what's the level of sensuality on that one? Okay. On this one, it gives the following guidelines. Characters must be from a range of backgrounds and lived experiences. The story should leave you feeling optimistic, empowered, and connected. Yeah. We want to see the main characters, not just the main characters, but where they come from. Their parents, perhaps their siblings, their children if they have them, their friends and coworkers. Yeah. Fresh twists on classic plot elements. A range of sensuality from subtle to sizzling. An emotional depth of both story and character is paramount. Need strong internal and external conflicts. Word count of 60,000. Wow. 
Yeah, I think that's one reason. I like that you're supposed to leave feeling good and connected. I think that's one reason why people like reading those books, right? You can count on it. Right, because they have a YouTube video that's a guide for writers, and I just watched it. And in there, it has Ah. a quiz, and it's like true or false. Um, uh, uh, All Harlequin Harlequin romances have a happy ever after ending. And it's like true, true. The answer is true. And the answer was indeed true. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Then you can. That's a good one. I don't actually know why I inserted the laugh track right there, but it was kind of funny. I I don't know. I was amused by the whole segment, so. Maybe that was just a cue for you that you should have at least smiled somewhere in that little part. But regardless, all I'm saying is is that, uh, you know, hey, you, it's like you're living the cowboy romance as I'm writing it with me. Um, you've heard part of it as an excerpt. You've heard, you know, somebody's review of it. You're li- I mean, everything. Ooh, and you know what? I'll even give you a sneak peek. Today I decided on the name of the book. My God, that's right. So it's set in a town called Poker. It's Poker Montana. There's not really a Poker Montana, but in my universe there is, in Zubita's world. And the name of this book is, wait for it, Place Your Bets. That's right. It's a cool name. Yes. Such a cool name. Um, so really, that's, I was going to cover two things, and we did. We talked about Friendsgiving, and we talked about Cowboy Romance again. Um, I guess that means that the third thing, I mean, we'll have to, you know, become, uh, you know, a, a topic for a future day, because we're like 22 minutes into this. Can you believe it? It's like we've been magically transported together, you know, during this journey on Zubita's World. (laughs) Well, with that, it's only fair that I uh, thank you for your time today. I always appreciate it, whatever day it is that you're listening. I always appreciate it when you enter my world for a little bit of time. Remember, again, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Zubita's World. There's no apostrophe in there. That's Z-U-B-I-D-A-S-W-O-R-L-D. Um, there's also a Zubita's world with an apostrophe, I think, um, Facebook page, although I haven't posted on it for a while, but if you posted on it, I would know that you did. And then I would start talking to you and maybe one day we'd be besties and you too could come to Friendsgiving. I mean, again, what universe have we gotten into? I think it's a time to, it's the universe that says we should wrap this up. So hold on one second right now. Wait for it. Wait for it. Zubita's World was brought to you today by Chinet. They're not paying me any money. I just think their plates are freaking awesome and they're always part of Friendsgiving. Thank you, Chinette.